All right, I guess we're live. So it's Friday, and we're back with our uh, weekly podcast. Uh, good to be back, and uh, we've got a full full house here. Uh, this whole I don't know if I ever said this. This thing is based off of ESPN Game Day. So um, I don't know if we got a lot of sports fans up here, but <laughs> maybe not today. Yeah. So anyway, I'll, I'll make sure we everyone's introduced. Uh, who we've got here? Um, well, let yourselves introduce yourselves. Go ahead. It, hello, my name is Brian Hammond. I am the uh, director of driver training. All right. Hey, I'm uh, Bob Twining, the uh, CIO in IT. And uh, Bob's back for uh, two weeks in a row here. Two weeks in a row. Oh boy! All right. Who That's are you? Brad. That's Brad. I'm Jelaine. There are some new drivers out there that you know just went through our orientation, so this is kind of our thing every Friday. So um, hopefully we do well, and you keep on watching us. So. And her title is the boss's boss. Yeah. So. It is on my card. Yeah. So it's official. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jesse. I'm the <laughs> Chief People Officer. I was waiting for Brad to comment there, but yeah. so I'm Jesse uh, Burnett, the Chief People Officer. So I work with uh, recruiting and with HR. And I haven't. Jesse um, is usually over in Sioux City, um, where, where she lives, and managing the uh, the group over there. But uh, so we've got her on today's podcast, and anytime she joins us, uh, I don't watch the Howard Stern show. Uh, not much, but hmm. not sure. I like where this is going. <laughs> okay. I have no idea where this is going. But no, no. Whatever the lady is, I forget her name. Who's on the Howard Stern show? I don't know if she's still on there. Jesse always reminds me of that lady, just how she sounds. Is she the lady who keeps Howard Stern in line? And yes. Are you? Oh. Or is that the analogy to you? <laughs> I, no, I don't know. If it, I'm not slamming myself. I don't, okay. Maybe I am unintentionally, but no. It just, I don't know. All so right. I'm going to have to go listen to the show now. Any Howard Stern fans, you, keep, you know who I'm talking about. Can keep I keep guys in line. That's for sure. Yeah, that's yes. for sure. All right. Well, uh, today's uh, podcast, uh, we've got a variety of topics. We've got some questions that drivers have sent in that we're going to uh, be answering. And... Um, some updates on some different things. It's not going to be a, a real long podcast. Um, so I'm going to start off with Brian. Brian's got a few things that he'd like to share with the group. Yeah, I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you. Um, we'd asked for drivers in the fleet to raise their hand to become a driver trainer, certified driver trainer at Erschbach. And we had a, a phenomenal a phenomenal response. I had over 200 folks that had raised their hands and, uh, and said they wanted to train. So. I'm a department of one right now, so I'm just working <laughs> through those details. Um, you know, if you don't hear from me immediately, it's just because I'm, I'm working through the, uh, the entire group. So that was message number one. And then the second is um, I am looking for CDL instructors. Uh, we are starting our own in-house program, and I have a need for probably half a dozen, uh, half a dozen folks that want to teach new drivers uh, the CDL requirements, bring them up to speed, help them develop their skill set so that they can test with the state. And that's really the only reason I wanted to be a part of this. Say thank you and give a shout out looking for instructors. Great, and maybe uh, just sort of timeline, Brian, as far as uh, the school coming on board and so sure. forth. The, uh, our program was, is gonna go live uh, mid-April. Uh, we're already bringing in students that have a CDL starting February 15th, and as of Monday, uh, I'll be doing back-to-back -back sessions each week over the next, probably the next month, uh, to train up our certified driver trainers. Yeah, good. 
And how many trainers will you be uh, starting with uh, the, the initial phase? The uh, first piece of this is uh, 12 per class, and we're starting to get those stacked up right now. Uh, we need probably probably 50 to 60 driver trainers just to, to meet the demand. Uh, there is a demand that uh, um, for drivers joining the organization that don't have, uh, don't have experience. Good, and, and just to remind everyone, you know, there's some there's some good training programs out there and there's some some bad training programs out there. This is going to be a great training program. Absolutely. And, and Brian has, uh, has, has managed a great training program for, I don't know, quite a number of years, 17 years or so prior to being here. So again, we're, we're thrilled to, to have you on board here, Brian, and we're expecting uh, some great things from this program. Brian's history uh, has shown that uh, the drivers that have been produced through his programs have been uh, safer and uh, had better retention rates and so we're uh, we're excited to uh, get some real high quality drivers that uh, we produce ourselves here at Hirschbach as opposed to uh, hiring uh, just hiring uh, experienced drivers uh, out there no all good it's all good. good stuff it's exciting yeah well good well thanks Brian and uh, next we're <coughs> excuse me we'll shift over to Bob Bob you got a few topics uh, I think the, um, which one do you want to start with, Bob? Well, I think uh, it would be appropriate for me to start with the, uh, the outage we had last night. Um, we, uh, we did send out a, uh, a notification to, to all of you this morning, and uh, so you probably have seen that, but uh, I thought it was important enough, and as Brad did, that uh, we address it here just at least briefly. Uh, we had an outage last night with the computer systems that lasted uh, with a lot of the computer system it wasn't the entire system but uh, unfortunately the parts that support you uh, were affected um, the phone system or our, our users uh, our, our folks that work at night uh, their ability to use the phone system uh, the app was uh, the mobile app that you use and depend on was affected uh, so um, you know, we get measured and, and graded uh, in IT on our uptime, and uh, we don't have a lot of downtime. Um, we would like to, our goal is always to have zero downtime. Last night was a, a big disappointment for, for all of us, and I uh, just wanted to, to apologize for that to all of you, because uh, you're, uh, as I said in, in the notification this morning, uh, you're our customer, um, and um, we don't like to let our customers down. So uh, just rest assured we did find the root cause of the problem overnight. Uh, it's been corrected, uh, and it uh, should not happen again. Bob, I do want to comment, though, and just say that the uptime that our IT department has now is um, so much better than I think it was a few years ago, and it seemed every, every few months there was a, an outage for several hours, and now it's very rare that that happens. And so I think I appreciate you guys doing everything you're doing to keep us up and going. Thanks, Jess. I appreciate that. And this, the uh, statistics, and of course we track that. Uh, statistically, that's exactly right. The, the uptime uh, for last year uh, was better than the year before, and 2019 was better than 2018, and, and so on. Um, but again, our, our goal is zero. So, uh, Next topic that I wanted to hit on was, was Copilot. We talked about it some last week. And just to give you an update on where we're at, uh, we have received uh, a new version of the tablet app. Uh, Warren has been uh, 
busily testing that. Uh, there is one thing that uh, we need either clarification or a tweak on from the software company that actually writes the app. So we're working with them, but we expect to have that out to you uh, by the middle of next week. Um, and uh, there will be some instructions that come with it. It's not, the interface uh, is not that much different. Uh, in fact, really only one significant change uh, for you, uh, but we'll warn you of that before it comes and then what that change is with some detailed instructions. But it's, it's pretty minor. It's really just mostly fixing things that, that needed tweaking because as some of you know, software is never perfect. You're always improving on software. Um, another comment about the, the tablet app uh, and, and navigation in particular with Copilot, uh, we need you to continue yet. I asked last week that you uh, only use navigation on your tablet and that's still the case. Uh, and But we're getting closer to where we can recommend it on the phones as well. Remember now, as we said last week, that you can use, or you should not, but uh, if you do try to use navigation on the phones, it'll look like it's working, but it's unreliable. So we ask that you use only the tablet for navigation for now. Um, I would just jump in and say even when it does work on the phone, you know, I'd certainly recommend uh, that you continue to use the tablet uh, with it having its nice uh, fixed uh, holder there and much larger screen. And the other thing is the, the hours of service. I mean, I, we do have yeah. uh, the display of your hours of service is, to Brad's point, it's just a larger display and it's, it's easier to see. One of the things I would say along these lines, Bob and I had a call with Transflow uh, yesterday, I, I, I mm -hmm. guess, but one of the things that Bob's working on with Transflow <clears throat> is to integrate the, uh, the launching, I'll call it, of the, uh, of the route with your dispatch. Uh, right now, you've got to uh, do it a bit more manually uh, as far as kicking it off. And so uh, one of the future enhancements that uh, uh, Bob's team and Transflow are working together on is to uh, save that uh, save a few steps and have that be a little bit more of an automatic process uh, turning on the turn-by-turn -turn directions for you. Thanks, Brad. Yep. Um, as far as the phone apps are concerned, uh, they are a little bit older, uh, not quite as uh, up-to-date as the in-cab or the, or the tablet app. Uh, we expect to get new versions of the phone apps, and, and I say plural because there's, if you have an Apple phone, that app is slightly different than the, the uh, phone app for the Android phone. But we expect to have those uh, by early next week. We'll test them. So they'll be a few days, maybe as much as a week behind the new tablet app. Uh, and we'll keep you up to date on that with notifications through the app as well. Uh, one more thing on navigation. Uh, we have had a, a few instances of, of drivers, uh, West Coast drivers that are, are running from the West Coast to Denver is the example that, uh, that's most often uh, uh, brought up to me. And uh, unfortunately, um, there's been a conflict between what your driver managers have told you verbally when you, when you talk to them and what the co-pilot navigation has been giving you. So uh, your DMs uh, have been telling you if you're going, say, from LA to Denver, uh, that you should take the southern route on I-40 and avoid I-70. 
unfortunately, co-pilot was not aware of that, that that's what we wanted. So it was routing some, it was routing every driver that was driving that, uh, that particular route onto I-70, even though we didn't want you to do it. So a couple of things. One is we're updating co-pilot today so you will be directed to not use I-70. You won't get a navigation route to I-70 or using I-70. Uh, the other thing I would mention is if you get verbal directions from your DM, follow those regardless of what the co-pilot is telling you. They, they should be the same and we're, we're making it so that it, it will be the same. But uh, you know, human intervention from your DM is always, uh, uh, is always the, uh, the priority. Um, you know, as far as I-70 goes, or just chaining up, you know, our at, Hirsch, at Hirschbach, uh, you know, the, your safety, the safety of those around you is 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 the most important. Um, you know, and if it's so bad that you got to chain up, we don't want you to to be on that road. Basically, we want you to stop and and, and not have to go through that, and 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 certainly keeping you off I-70 during the winter time will. Uh, <clears throat> reduce the amount of situations where, um, you know, you're going to be uh, having to, to stop and wait for conditions to improve and so forth. Yeah, I think that's all I had, Brad. Okay. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, maybe we'll get on to uh, some of the questions that uh, have been sent in. Um, you know, I think maybe the first one to start with is our Lytics, uh, Lytics cameras that we've got in the trucks. Um, there's a new light, I guess, out there. You guys heard about this new I light? I heard about the blue light. The blue light. The new blue light. Yeah, yes. blue light. So there's a new blue light that's on the Lytics camera, and um, we didn't know about it until you told us about it. So there's a, an upgrade that came from Lytics, and uh, I think you're going to like it. Um, it is it is the privacy mode is what it, it is. So it is telling you that the camera is off. Uh, the inward-facing camera is off and that blue light goes on when the vehicle is off or when uh, it's in the uh, auxiliary mode one click of the, the key um, if the parking brake is on or um, if the truck has been uh, idling for a certain period of time so those are the triggers um, so that new blue light there is uh, just telling you that the inside camera is off I think that's great yeah yeah, there are. I, I've, I've got their code on their other lights. You guys might know these, but I'll just uh, when the when the device is turning on, you're going to see a green light that's sweeping back and forth. That just means it's booting up. Um, green lights in the center position. That means that the device is is ready. It's it's on, and um, and on and recording. It only has you know just to refresh everyone's memory. It's just two minutes of recording is all that's being done. So the camera, when it is on and green, it's it's just continually re-recording over itself, and there's only two minutes of time that is actually there at any one time. And of course, if there's a triggering event, hard you know hard break event, you take a turn too quick, something like that uh, that causes weaving in the lanes, all these different triggering events, it'll then send us uh, about a 15 second. Uh, clip of that uh, triggering event and when it's doing that you're gonna get the red light uh, so no one wants the red light out there so Brad have you ever had the red light uh, I have uh, driving out there I've, I've had it 
a couple times. Um, yeah, a couple times. Just a couple times. Um, and you can trigger it yourself too. So if you have an incident that happens. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you can, you can manually turn the thing on if uh, you know something happened in front of you that you wanted to record and the camera didn't capture it or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And that uh, that's that four. Let's see. Oh, yellow light. I didn't see hmm. the yellow. Yellow means there's an error if you get a yellow. So those are our colors. And in that case, you can do what's called a force check-in, which is basically uh, hold uh, the blue button for 10 seconds. All lights uh, will go from blinking uh, to solid green one by one, and that's sort of a manual reset. Good to know. Yeah, good stuff. Okay. All right, next. We've got some more questions here. Um, let's see. Well, COVID. Should we talk about COVID? I'm sick of COVID. <clears throat> um, actually, I'll tell you a story about COVID. I, I went ahead and had an antibody test done a few days ago. I never tested positive for COVID. I've had, I don't know what I've had, six or eight COVID tests uh, over time. Never had COVID that I knew of. Anyway, I got the antibody test a few days ago. It turns out I got the antibodies, so I'm golden. I got the golden ticket. I'm good. <laughs> you know, there, there's oh, yeah. something wrong with that, Brad. Uh, you know, there really is. For, for some of us that, you know, we've got antibodies, Actually but we Actually went them. through it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, and the crazy thing is um, I didn't have it, so I don't have the antibodies. So I guess we were maybe, ha maybe we're having a fight that time or something <laughs> like that. I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> we were staying six feet away <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what happened there that time, yeah. Brad. But anyway, well. I was actually pretty excited. Like, okay, I might, I might already be done. That would have been nice. Yeah. No, bit of a disappointment. Still have to watch out. Yeah. Well, be safe. Yeah. All right. So I'm golden there, but uh, anyway, we're we're still. I'm, you know, we're all tired of COVID, tired of winter too. So, but uh, we'll get both of those behind us here at some point this year. As far as COVID, one of the questions that was asked is really about essential workers and an update on vaccines and what's going on and so forth. And so, you know, I got uh, something here from <clears throat> the CDC. We are essential workers. Uh, the transportation industry is labeled as essential workers. But what they've done is they've, uh, <clears throat> they've split the essential workers between frontline essential workers and other essential workers. <clears throat> We're in the other, and uh, the frontline essential workers, you've probably maybe you've heard this, is, are, are called the 1B group. So all essential workers are in group 1. 1A is the healthcare workers primarily, and, and those that are over 75, I believe. And then 1B is those over 65 plus the frontline essential workers. And there are, there's an estimated 30 million essential frontline workers, and they include like the uh, people in the meatpacking uh, plants that are customers. Uh, they include uh, first responders like firefighters and policemen, uh, teachers. Uh, those are um, some of the grocery store workers. Those are some of the 30 million people in 1B. So that group around the country is, is in the process of being vaccinated as we speak. Um, we're up next. Uh, when that happens, 
you know, there's roughly 87 million people in the other essential worker bucket, uh, transportation, logistics, food service, finance, uh, legal. Um, I don't know why they got the lawyers in this. Thing. <laughs> I, I would not call lawyers essential, but just ours. Yeah, Our lawyer. okay. yeah exactly. PK, PK is PK essential. <laughs> So, you know, if I were to take my best educated guess, I would think hopefully, you know, maybe optimistically uh, early March, uh, maybe realistically early April. I don't know. That's that's my guess as to when we're going to be able to start getting shots in the arm for uh, the transportation. But stay tuned. We'll see. We'll keep you updated. Yeah. And Christy with our COVID hotline, she's keeping a, a pretty good pulse on this, too keeping us informed of, you know, when can we get vaccinated and how many vaccinations are out there. And she'll be working with um, our different offices to get something set up in the offices as well as for our drivers. And so if you, once it's available, if you need help getting a vaccination, Christy will be available to help anybody with finding a resource close to where you are or close to home. So we're, we're working on that plan as well. Yeah, rest assured, we anything we can do to uh, get the vaccines out to uh, the Hirschbach team members and their family members we're going to do everything we can to help expedite that process any way we we possibly can so good um let's see so let's see what else we got here uh let's we got some terminal questions uh, several drivers are asking for some updates on uh, monmouth and kansas city east dubuque so i'll i'll give you some some updates there, uh, starting with Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City, our newest terminal. Uh, we take possession uh, middle of February. It'll be a drop lot initially for you to find a safe place to park while we're doing some renovations in the office and hiring mechanics and staff. Uh, we're targeting uh, April 1st as the uh, time where uh, the driver amenities and the um, uh, the shop and so forth would be open for business there. Yeah, I think we have uh, laundry facilities, there's driver nap rooms, there's a driver's lounge. I think the only thing we don't have that we have in most other locations would be the pet kennels. So I yeah. don't think there's a room for that right now, but maybe in the plans later. Yeah, and and no workout facility either. I would, yeah. yeah, it's a small, it's a little bit of a smaller facility, um, at least the call it the it, it's fine it, it will be able to work on uh, uh, plenty of trucks and trailers there and it's a good sized drop yard the non-shop part of the office isn't uh, a really a very large facility uh, we are not purchasing this facility uh, we're going to be leasing the facility and um, you know we'll see how how things go um, Martin Transport was leasing this facility at one point they liked the area so much that they went ahead and built their own facility uh, just down the road uh, that could be something that happens over time. Uh, we'll see. Stay tuned. Can we tell them where the, where the location is? Sure. It's right off of 435, so it's a fantastic location. And uh, you probably are aware of this intersection. You've got a very large Swift uh, training facility on one side of the road, a very large FedEx facility on the other side of the road. Uh, the Peterbilt dealers there, the Kenworth dealers there, the utility dealers there, the carrier dealers there, they're all right there, uh, all grouped together uh, right by where our uh, facility will be located. In fact, it's the Peterbilt <coughs> slash utility dealer that owns this uh, terminal that we're leasing from. Yeah. I believe it's the Wood End Exit. Wood End Exit. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yep. Yeah, good. It's and very that's, close to our 
cold storage facility we we pull out of quite a bit. Yeah, it's in Edwardsville. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a mile away from the uh, Edwardsville uh, cold storage facility where we're loading both a lot of Tyson and uh, Smithfield product out of. So really nice location, and uh, I'm confident you'll uh, uh, you'll find it to be a very nice facility, and uh, I think a fantastic location. We've got a ton of drivers going through that area, and you know one of the things is we're adding more terminals. Um, you know, driver parking is <clears throat> such a premium out there, excuse me. You know, we really, another benefit to being able to see our equipment, touch our equipment uh, is, is one huge benefit. Uh, more, pay, more places to train and bring on uh, drivers. And then uh, safe parking places uh, for, for Hirschbach drivers is, is, is something else that we're excited to Do you to know how offer. many spaces there will be? Um, between trucks and trailers, I think we can fit roughly like a hundred trailers and maybe. Wow. So slightly bigger fit. than Denton. Yeah, there's more. There, yeah, That's yeah. Good size. Wow. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah, the land is bigger than Denton. The facility is smaller than Denton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The important stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so moving on to other facilities, uh, let's talk about uh, Dubuque. We're in Dubuque or East Dubuque. I get you know there. are for years you know we as this organization uh, started growing in 2013-14 during that time period uh, we really out everything was here in East Dubuque for those of you that weren't around back then uh, everything we did here was in in the Dubuque area anyway was was in well actually we didn't I guess we had Springfield Monmouth didn't UCC. exist back then Denton didn't exist so we had Sioux City we had uh, East Dubuque and, and Springfield uh, go back to 2013 that was our footprint and everything in the Dubuque area was here in East Dubuque in fact we didn't even have this this building at the time that I'm that we're talking to you from this uh, we call it the Vroom building but where we do the training uh, it was just the other building so if you can imagine all the options and a couple trailers <laughs> couple trailers people were i think our driver services or our driver lounge yeah, was in the trailer yeah, <laughs> we're right. gonna go way yeah. back yeah you're right we did uh, yep that nasty trailer um so anyway as we started to grow 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 we outgrew the facility in east dubuque we got this other building here in east dubuque uh, we ended up getting the other office over in dubuque and so we're kind of spread out uh you know between these two locations here and you know that was that was like six years ago i think roughly that we uh moved over to to dubuque and i was thinking that might be for like two two three years or something like that that we would be separated always wanted to get it all back together and uh well it hasn't happened yet but um we're, we still have that desire and um we'd like to make a decision this year on on making that happen so what that means is we've got to build something. Uh, so the Kerper facility will likely go away and uh, we'd either expand here in, in, in East Dubuque um, by uh, bringing, building something over here and acquiring more land uh, that's uh, adjacent to this property or we'd build something over somewhere else uh, in Dubuque or what have you. So we're evaluating different options. Um, you know, once we make a decision, it's probably going to take a couple years anyway. But just wanted to give folks an update on that. There will be some changes that happen this year to East Dubuque. Uh, once uh, in the spring, we're going to change the entrance uh, of where you come into East Dubuque. 
you'll come in over by the training facility that we're talking to you out of now and um, you'll exit at the same place that you exit over by the the shop but uh, that current entrance that you've got right now will be uh, uh, not not an entrance in the future and we'll have we're going to have controlled access onto our facility not just here but at all of our facilities with safety inspection lanes and so Nick and his team they're they're kind of working on that uh, somewhat as we speak um, Monmouth but that will also control where the trailers get parked in the East Dubuque lot I know there's been a lot of complaints about you know we, we can't we can't monitor how everybody's parking, and sometimes it, it creates um, some tight situations that that will that problem will will go away. Yeah, the flow of traffic. I mean, I hate pulling into this yard myself when I'm out driving. It's I'm, I'm not comfortable operating out there, frankly. So uh, we're going to get that changed around and make it a safer. Uh, uh, safer situation out here. When I was tr pulling in, I was driving by, going, "Oh my gosh, how do they, how do they park? I don't, I don't understand how you pull out." But we were, we were just watching one. It was a little tight, <laughs> so <No. laughs> I didn't see anything get get knocked into. But it good. was tight. That's good. All right, so that's the update in the Dubuque area. Um, also, Monmouth. Uh, some uh, question on the Monmouth terminal. Uh, we've got some uh, plans. Uh, uh, that we're going to do this year down in Monmouth. Uh, we'll have a, um, uh, we're going to put more concrete down. Uh, the, the surface will become much nicer. Um, we're going to uh, add a uh, trailer truck wash so you can drive through and, and get the outside of your truck and trailer washed. Uh, we're going to be creating some nice driver amenities. Uh, the restaurant, Granny's, is going to move from its current location over to where the tractor shop is. There'll be a new facility uh, uh, that'll be uh, constructed uh, next to the tractor shop. That's where you'll be able to drive through and have the uh, tractor and trailer washed. That's where the driver amenities will be. So those are some highlights uh, that are coming uh, in Monmouth this year. Those are exciting. I think I've heard a lot of buzz about Granny's. I don't know, you know, people love the food. They love yeah. her. They love the convenience. And so I've heard a lot of buzz about that. Yeah. So Granny's going to get an upgrade. The uh, <laughs> similar to what Jelaine was talking about, the uh, old uh, term, the old uh, trailer that we had here many years ago for the driver's lounge. Uh, Granny's is uh, in a very similar type of situation. So she'll get upgraded, and uh, Granny's customers will be. Uh, be able to continue to enjoy uh, their wonderful food and it'll be in a uh, nicer environment so that'll be exciting that is exciting okay uh, let's see da, 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 da. so you know we um, there's a there's a question here in regards to the uh, transflow app you know I was out there and then a group of us sat down and sort of re-engineered and talked about all these great things we're going to do the app and of course you know I think we can't just uh, wave a magic wand and have them all done you know specifically one question here is uh, getting rid of needing to put in the trip number when you do the empty call um, you know there there that and a whole host of things or actually this is Bob's spreadsheet um, there's the camera I, there's two cameras weren't I guess 
But anyway, there's, there's a whole list of things that Bob and his team are working on with uh, the folks at Transflow to uh, continue to make this, this product uh, even better and, and more efficient and so forth. Um, you know, it looks like a lot of things, Bob, are what, going into effect uh, February and March, most Fe of them it looks like? Right, yeah, February and March, uh, we'll get a lot of the uh, the items when you're in the app and, and you if you go into the communication tab, uh, all of those things that we used to call macros are all gonna get moved over to driver services and have that ticketing system we talked about last week. Uh, so our goal is to have those done uh, completed by the end of March and we'll advise you as we're moving those so it's not a surprise. Um, but the, the uh, that specific uh, enhancement that Brad mentioned about auto-populating uh, forms and things, uh, we're working with the software company uh, to, to get that done. Uh, to be very frank with you, we've uh, that's been a little slower than we would like, but uh, we've been spending a lot of time uh, tweaking and, and perfecting uh, some of just the mechanicals of the app. Uh, and those of you that have been with us for at least a year, you know a year ago that the app was, uh, in particular the tablet app, was, uh, was not what it is today. And so we've still got a little bit more work to do in that area. Uh, and that includes some, uh, some tweaks with uh, Copilot specifically on, on the phones like we talked about earlier. So, uh, but those, uh, rest assured, the, the, these auto-population things, uh, our goal is to auto-populate your uh, the truck number, uh, your driver code, um, bill of lading number, everything we can pre-populate that's possible for us to know ahead of time. Uh, we're going to get that pre-populated into the form. So the only things you've got a key in are things that we, we just don't know. And, uh, uh, yeah, so that's the goal. We're really trying to look at it through your eyes, and, and your feedback is, uh, is huge in that area. Yeah, and, and this list and these uh, enhancements uh, largely came from, from our drivers. Uh, we had... Uh, a group of drivers that sat down with uh, Bob's team and myself and, and we uh, came up with uh, uh, some really neat changes that uh, will make uh, a very, very good product, uh, a great product here in the near future. So, good. Um, let's see, another question I had um, was about the new international trucks coming in. So there were some discussion, hey, we're getting rid of the internationals, we're bringing in Freightliners. That's not the case. Um, we are bringing in a ton of, of freight liners. Um, we've got about 1,100 on order this year, and uh, we've got uh, 400 internationals on order. Uh, those internationals are gonna be coming in uh, March uh, through July, and uh, they will have the Cummins X-15 engine in it, uh, and uh, all of the trucks uh, coming in going forward will have uh, dual tires and the uh, uh, diesel-powered carrier APU units in them. So that's sort of the update on that. Uh, uh, the new Freightliners, the next batch of, of new Freightliners uh, is going to start arriving next week, uh, February 8th. And so we'll have uh, 1,100 Freightliners coming in between, um, you know, between February and October, I believe. It's going to be a flood of trucks. Wow. Uh, that's a lot of trucks. That's a lot of trucks. A lot of trucks, yeah. Uh, now all the trucks are to, to make it easier to bring them into service. 
Uh, all the trucks are coming uh, fully prepared. Uh, we're having uh, what's called a mod center uh, near the factory, do everything to the trucks, including putting the geotab devices in them. So uh, we can free up our mechanics uh, for working on the existing trucks uh, that are in the fleet and uh, preparing the used trucks that we're taking out of the fleet to be able to trade those back in. Um, Will you know, those all be coming to East Dubuque or are they gonna be distributed around? They'll be distributed around. Um, you know, um, Kansas City is probably gonna be, not right away, but uh, once that facility comes online, we're envisioning Kansas City being a pretty good location for bringing uh, uh, trucks and trailers in and out of service. But uh, yeah, Denton, Monmouth, East Dubuque, uh, we'll spread it around. So with that much equipment, there's plenty of work for, excuse me, wow. You know, Jelaine made really, it, <laughs> I gave him a lot of jalapenos and salad smokes. today, so sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. Dying so over here. What I was going to note is in our Kansas City, we'll make sure that we have the, um, the transport um, platform to make it easier to get in and out. I know Denton is a little too tight. I don't think we are able to have I that, just wrote that down here. transportation <laughs> platform um, in Denton. It's mm -hmm. just, it's, it's too, too, it's too tight. small. Yeah. I guess one of the things on Denton that I should have mentioned uh, wasn't on my list to give an update on, but I, I should have. Um, the Denton uh, terminal, so we have, we have purchased land across, literally across the street from the Denton terminal. Um, there's a 80 acre parcel of land. So instead of, instead of turning right to go into our terminal, if you look to the left over there, there's all this open land. So. We're not going to put in an 80-acre facility, but uh, we are going to uh, take 30 of the 80 acres and uh, develop that and put in a, a new terminal there for uh, Jason Sherman and his team, um, which will uh, will have a lot more space to park equipment, which is the challenge that uh, we have there today. Uh, that'll also have um, our facilities, you know, in the future, you know, our, our, we want all of our facilities to have... Uh, drive-through wash bays. Um, we uh, think there's an opportunity to um, keep our equipment looking clean and, and save some money out there by not uh, giving it all to the blue beacons out yeah. there. Um, so as we uh, eventually get the facilities that make sense for us, we'll make sure that they've got those amenities. And, and so uh, we just had a, a zoning meeting uh, I guess the one good lawyer out there, Brian, uh, he was he was in the zoning meeting uh, earlier this week, and it, it all looks very favorable. Um, surprisingly, you hear about uh, Texas being such a friendly state to do business in. Uh, the Denton area, I mean, they are they're they're a little they're a little tough. Um, they do a good job. I think they're just trying to make sure that they do things the right way, but um, and things are also kind of slowed down with COVID and so forth on, on the approval process. So that's taken a little bit longer than what we expected, but it looks like we're going to get the green light here pretty soon. And, and hopefully, uh, once we get the green light, um, we've already got the plans all, all, all done and hopefully we can get that done in the course of a year. And, uh, in 2022, we have a new, uh, Denton facility. That is exciting. Wow. Yeah. I'll yeah. wait for that property. Stuff. Lots of stuff. It's a great location. Yeah. Just keep spending money. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Along those lines, help us save money. So don't have accidents. Conserve your fuel. Don't ignore any, uh, do your pre-trip inspections. Make sure that uh, 
you know if you got uh, don't ignore a problem check your air pressure all those sort of things just waste our money as an organization and 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 uh, the more money the company makes uh, the more we can share with everyone so you know please uh, conserve those those valuable um, resources uh, what else anything else That's and a question do? I'm not sure if you guys talked about this last week but the truck colors did you go over those at all have not no um, yeah let's talk about it. that's a good topic um, we um, we're bringing orange back uh, I like the orange um, it's gonna be a little lighter orange a little bit if, if you notice the burnt orange we got which I love is is um, it's a little bit different than the Hirschbach orange mm -hmm. so the new orange will be a little bit more of the Hirschbach orange but uh, we're, we're gonna have a variety of colors uh, we you know we're gonna have orange we're gonna have uh, the black, uh, we're going to have uh, a silver, and then we got sort of a charcoal in between that's really cool. Gunsmoke. That one's my favorite. Gun it's smoke. like the, the dark gray charcoal looking. That one's mm. my favorite. Uh, we'll have some red, so a variety of them, and, and they all complement the really cool new, uh, you know, logo, a graffiti logo that's on the trailers. And, you know, we th the new trailers that started coming in, um, I guess in 2019, all had the new cool logo on them. The graphic across the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know anything about that logo, Jillian? I, I love it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty. Actually, I was going to ask. Um, somebody suggested having it trail farther across the door. Um, did we alter that? We might the, have to. Yeah, actually. Um, okay. So, so we got the. So we got all these new colors that we taught, variety of colors that complement this cool graphic on the trailer. And then uh, Jelaine just started talking about the truck graphic. And so we've got sort of a, a, a new door sign that's on the new trucks uh, that, we, that we've got on there, but we're going to um, have a little bit more flair to the graphic on the truck as well. And I'm told uh, by Bianca, who's been uh, spearheading that project and working with our partner friends at uh, Gigantic here in Dubuque. I'm told that we're going to have something to look at today. Ooh, exciting. Ooh. Wow. So maybe if I check my phone, anyway, it might be on there. But. Let me send a quick text. Cool. We'll see so we're supposed time. to have something today. So yeah, to that point, uh, we're going to sort of try and integrate uh, and tie together uh, a graffiti graphic both on the truck that sort of connects to the trailer is, is the thought. It's actually Jelaine's thought, I think. But. Well, I, I saw one of the trailers go by the other day. We don't we don't see them that often, but boy, do they have just a great movement to them. It really catches your eye, and it just kind of um, fades in, and and yeah, it's very striking. So I think again, use those graphics and start those conversations at the truck stops, and um, people might you know come up to you and you know just note how cool they are and um, use those to to <coughs> refer um, more drivers more great drivers to the company yeah I guess along those lines um, you know we um, we've got some new business that um, you know dedicated business that we're in the process of filling up and so specifically um, you know one of our fantastic uh, customers uh, Tyson uh, you know, they've expanded uh, our dedicated fleet from 115 drivers to 165. And so we're in the process of filling that up. I think we've got 37 openings uh, 
remaining. So I think 13 down, 37 to go. 37 is the number, yeah. And, and each week we are adding more and more drivers and we our number one source of hires, the best hires I think that we have come from our driver referrals. Um, our team out there does a tremendous job of sending us qualified people um, and we, we're just gonna ask, keep sending them in. We appreciate every referral that you guys send in. Sometimes we can't hire them right now, but we might be able to hire them later. And so keep that funnel coming. And, and like Julian said, you know, use showcase your truck and showcase the things that you love about Hirschback when you're talking to other drivers about sending, about joining our team, joining our family. So help us fill those slots. Um, and I know that uh, uh, Chris has got a, a variety of openings as well. I think that we've got about 35 openings on the other dedicated fleets. Um, primarily, uh, we've got this new dedicated fleet in what, Conklin, New York? Conklin, New York, yes. Um, you know, that one is, and, and maybe the Maryland one as well. Are yeah. those the two biggest ones that we're looking to fill? Those are the top two, and then we have the ones based out of kind of the Chicago area as well. Yeah, okay. So those are the, the main areas. So help us find some dedicated drivers to fill up those uh, roughly 70 uh, openings that we've got there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know we don't have a referral bonus for the trainees, but if you do have trainees that, you know, you know people who want to get into the industry or, you know, people who have a few months of experience and maybe you want to have them come join us at Hirschback uh, with our new training program um, starting on February 15th. Brian, Correct. we're taking right, right away, we're taking people who have kind of some experience, but maybe not the six months that we require. So we're starting off with that group initially, and then we'll tailor into the Correct. other groups as well. Correct. Yep. We're looking for... Um Folks that are new to the industry, by and large, yeah, not looking uh, necessarily at the experience group that has a separate track. Really want those folks that are brand new to trucking. We can help them get a good start. And it's a great company to be at. It's a great place to be. I uh, want them to come here and become the next million miler. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and as far as there's really, um, there's really no cost. Uh, it's a very expensive, uh, you know, it's expensive to train someone. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, if we get a, a good driver um, that's going to be safe and, and be with us, um, they'll have their uh, tuition uh, forgiven, basically. So correct. I think it's about a two-year process. To, is that correct, to have it, it forgiven? It takes some time. It's about, uh, right now, it's set up on uh, nine months. Nine months, okay. That they can be on the other side of that, yeah. Okay. And um, historically, anybody that makes it to that point, um, they usually are years in the industry. Okay. Years in the industry. Good. Well... Any other topics, folks, before we maybe, conclude? Maybe, uh, Brad, maybe a quick mention of the weather this weekend. Yeah, I know we've got uh, another storm that's coming through the Midwest and, and, and going out uh, across the Ohio Valley and into the East Coast. And it's not quite as big uh, as the last one that came through this week. Uh, but, you know, uh, talking earlier with Brian, and in some cases, this one, we. We did very well through this last storm. So first of all, great job, everyone, um, and, and thank you for you know making safety um, a value and, and 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 doing the right things out there. Um, this storm, you know, we were talking before, you know, maybe because it's only a, you know might be a few inches of snow versus a foot of snow or something like that. Uh, maybe some drivers might uh, think that. Uh, you know, because it's less snow that it's okay. And so I just caution you, be very, very um, aware of the current conditions and, and be aware of what you're going into and, and make sure that uh, 
you're not taking uh, an, unnes- an unnecessary risk out there. And particularly when you start getting into uh, at night, you know, when the sun's going down and you can't see the road quite as well and it gets colder and it was melting during the day and black right. ice and so forth, I'd really caution everyone to, to be extra, extra cautious uh, at night. It's good advice. All right, good. And, and, and that'll be a part of this spring. Melts during the day, freezes overnight, you hit it in the off hours, it can cause all kinds of challenges for you that you don't need. You know, and I guess the other thing I'd reemphasize, um, you know, we've been talking about the Safe Six and our All in the Zero program, and, you know, we've been training the new drivers on that since October, and, you know, now we've, we're starting to uh, uh, train the existing drivers that have been here before, and, but, you know, again, I want to reemphasize making sure that uh, you're not allowing distractions to creep in. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven seconds is the Hirschbach uh, uh, following distance expectation. You know, we've got our eyes uh, out, well out, and, you know, we're looking miles ahead, not feet ahead. And um, we do those things, uh, you know, we, we won't encounter surprises. And we never want to encounter, obviously, any of those surprises. But uh, when we're dealing with weather conditions, it's even more important that we're, uh, we're doing the basics uh, the right way. Absolutely. Ready for another road trip whenever you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I learned of it, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did well. Yeah. You did very well. We uh, might need more six feet. <laughs> <laughs> We'll Sounds like Jelaine's ready for me to get <laughs> back on the road. <laughs> say. Well, I'll be out there pretty soon with them. Yeah. Are you Jelaine, getting, are you, you're getting, getting your, your license? Seat? No, oh. I mean, it's not on the books, yes. but I will be. Yes, wow. I will be. It's a great experience. Yes. You can yeah. come to Sioux City. So we're doing a, a class starting on the Mar- March 1st through the 19th. And so there's about seven of us who are going through it. Okay. We're all getting you our CDLs. Fabulous. We're studying every day on my yep. calendar from uh, noon to one. We study every day to get our CDL. Great. Okay. And right, we'll get it on could, my calendar. You could join us in, in Dubuque. We have a CDL program. Yeah. You bet. We'd love Maybe to I'll have be you. in your first in your first class. Absolutely. All right, sounds good. Love to have you. You bet. All right. We'll get that on my calendar. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll wrap things up. Um, All right. All right. Good to see you, everybody. Take care of everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll Thank see you, you. next Bye. week. Bye now.